Well, this is Allison Capra, and this is How Not to Be a Miserable Cow podcast. And I am here today with my friend, Allie Stiff. And I wanted her to share a little bit about herself. Allie, tell them who you are. <laughs> so I'm Allie. I'm a nurse in Denver. Um, and I've been a nurse for eight years. I'm 29. And I live in Boulder. But I'm from Illinois originally. So that is awesome. And we met not that long ago, our dudes at the time, guy that you're with and, and Nick, like went out on a big like motorcycle trip with some people to Mexico. And we ended up like crashing at this little Airbnb together and getting to know each other. And we had so much fun. And it's not it's that the things that I thought were awesome about you weren't just your job. I thought your artwork was amazing. And then your heart for people. So if you wouldn't mind, share a little bit about so how, what you're doing with with your medical missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do. I'm PRN in Denver, which gives me freedom to travel. And the reason I went into nursing actually um, was I heard an NPR about the genocide in Darfur back when I was a senior in high school. And it really was impactful to me. And I wanted to be of use um, overseas. And so I thought, well, what would I do? How could I do that? And uh, I thought nursing was really useful. And so kind of the origin of why I went into nursing was to be able to do these trips. And so um, I went I went to nursing school. And then when I got out, I fell into the OR. That was my first job. And I was um, assisting in surgery. And so there came an opportunity to do a neurosurgical trip to Haiti um, with a group from St. Louis where I lived at the time. And I jumped on the uh, opportunity and that kind of was my catalyst into doing these things. And so I do surgery when I go on these trips so that, um, cause I feel like it's the best use of time and money. Um, otherwise living there would be um, optimal for medical personnel but surgeries, you can do a lot of good in a short amount of time. And um, so I just have kind of been, I've been saying what I'm passionate about and people see and know that about me and that that's kind of my, my heart and what I feel led to do. And so um, doors open and now people kind of come to me and they're like, oh, we need another person on this other trip to Honduras or this trip to the Philippines. And so I've kind of gotten more opportunities to go on these trips and I just say yes and I try and make sure that it works out and um and it has so I've been on nine total I think since I started being a nurse and so it really has just been God opens the door and I just go through it so (laughs) that's kind of how um how that has been and um and work is great working around it and everyone's really supportive. So that's super helpful. And, um, I do primarily, um, surgical trips. And then I went to Papua New Guinea, uh, this past year on a non-surgical, just general medical trip. And that was good as well because we stayed there for about a month. So we were integrating into the community and kind of learning their lifestyle and things, which is really nice, uh, because the surgical ones are shorter, but it allows you to have a life here um, back in the States. So you don't have to do um, year or two year long commitments. It's really nice. So, yeah. So that's kind of 
what I've been up to. That is so freaking <laughs> cool, man. Well, and like, I think the thing that people, they, they limit themselves because they don't know where to get started for something like that, you know? Yes. So I, I grew up just a little bit differently. I grew up in, you know, my parents are pastors and they did missions trips my whole mm-hmm. life. And we took medical teams with us wherever we went. And I just didn't really think much of it. Like that seemed pretty normal to me, you know? Uh-huh. And then growing up around a lot of other people who like went into medical fields, they were like, well, how do you get connected and who do you link up with? And who do I call and where do I, where do I go? And who would I, cause you know, sometimes when you travel, especially if you're going to do things like surgical procedures in another country, there's a lot of tape you got to like cut. I know for yeah. us, whenever we would go, like, it seemed like certain countries didn't really care. But then there were other ones that really did. And they didn't want you to just come in there, you know, with your own agenda of like how you're going to cut on their people <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. How did you get to that? Like, um, who are you connected with? Like, as far as like, is there a network of doctors you go with or like, how do you hear about these kind of trips? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just kind of, because it's my heart, I talk about it to people and I kind of was asking around when I first um, got out of nursing school and I was working in the operating room and people just kind of told me, oh, you should go to talk to this doctor. They go to Haiti or, um, and then most recently I was told to go talk to a doctor. He goes to the Philippines. So I usually kind of get connected through a specific doctor or group of doctors that go from the facility that I'm at, because I looked into doing different organization works, um, and some of them have longer commitments and, um, and I haven't really done any with bigger organizations that weren't connected to someone that I knew within, um, my smaller medical community at work. And so I've just kind of, when I talk to other people about, cause I've had that question before about how do you even start? It's really, for me, it has just been being vocal about it and, talking about your passion and it kind of opens doors because people know that that's your passion or um, it just kind of allows you to have that in the forefront of your mind and in your actions to where um, people know and they will connect you. And there are other ways, there's other organizations you can look online around like in local areas um, like I go with Mending Faces in Denver, and that's an organization based out of Denver, but um, they're a bigger organization. And then um, there's Rotoplast International. There's a couple different ones. And when I started doing it, I thought, what is the best use of my money? Like, would it be more cost effective or more beneficial, I guess, to give someone $1,500 in another country or to take that money, use it to travel there and to do work. So then when you break it down, if you look at, um, at that, there's different, different benefits to different things, but with surgery, especially, I feel like the time is worth, worth the effort and the money, um, to do. And so that was kind of where I was kind of balancing what, what is good. And if, um, I guess how to be of most use, um, by also going somewhere. And um, yeah, just there's different ways to help though, because a lot of people are non-medical and they are interested in going. And what I found too, is that teaching is a really incredible tool that 
these countries need uh, just more education on water sanitization, on healthcare, on anything, on even in interpersonal skills, on business. And um, I think that's something that people overlook and they think, well, I'm, I'm not medical, so I can't, I can't do something to help. But really, there's so many ways to help if that's something that you're called to do. And I think that it really is, for me, it's just been looking inwardly and saying, where is my compass leading? And I think that taking steps each day that lead you to that goal have really helped me. Um, and then just trusting that there's um, a quote that it says, um, God doesn't call the train, he trains the called. And I feel like that was for me when I initially started doing these trips, I felt really underqualified. And I was, I was like, this is my passion, but I don't know. And, and they just really, they needed hands. They needed people who were able to go and willing to and had the skills. And I just kind of trusted and kind of jumped off that cliff. <laughs> and that it's kind of is a snowball effect too. Once you find what you're passionate about and you pursue it, you find people who edify that and help uplift you and help you to, um, to reach your goal. And so I think that's been really helpful too, just having people in my life who are really supportive. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Well, I mean, it's exactly right what you said. Cause I know like for, for instance, someone like me, like, you know, I can take photos and I can do videos and I can go down there and shoot like a, you know, a killer little documentary about who we helped or whatever. And that's cool. But like, it comes down to some of the most practical things when I was going as like a young person, especially a teenager and into a young adult, we would have these like AIDS awareness classes. And then we would have like a little medical, um, clinic set up like in some of the villages and we would say they we let people know that we were going to be there for three or four days and you know it's it can be the most random stuff somebody just needs their eyes checked versus somebody's got the flu but they are getting super sick because they don't have anything to deal with you know no antibiotics or anything so like they're dealing with all kinds of like very simple sicknesses that are prolonged or whatever and so mm -hmm. they're coming by the hundreds and hundreds to stand in line for two days just to get a spot to see a nurse or a doctor and we were in Kenya and I just remember like it became such an ordeal because all these people were bringing their kids and standing in line for six eight hour days so we just were like okay all hands on deck like I, I came down there and I was going to take pictures I thought that was going to be super cool but what ended up happening was as I started a day class a, a little class for all the kids to go play so that their parents could, you know, focus on getting the mm -hmm. medical attention. And so we had like, you know, probably six young people with us. And we literally probably had a hundred kids in an open field with us. And we just played with them <laughs> for six hours so their parents could get the help that they needed. And, oh, that's awesome. but you know how that is. It's like, it's stuff like that. Like people think, well, I yep. can't, I don't know. I don't have anything I can really offer. And it's like, no, like, pretty sure you can like talk to kids for a little bit or play or, you know, make sure that they're not like running off and their parents aren't losing their place or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely think that that's um, something that a lot of people, when they talk to me about, um, about trips and missions, they are kind of like, it stirs something in their heart and, and some people it does and some people it doesn't. So I'll talk to people and, 
and they'll look at me like I have a third eye like it's real weird that I go on these trips or why would I want to leave the comfort of my country or different things and other people it just clicks and they are like this is also what I want to do and it's really interesting because I think people just want to see that it's possible to do like seeing that like someone they know does it like helps them to think that they can too and know that it's possible because you kind of you do have this like you maybe you have a passion for it but you're like what's an outlet I've had a lot of people reach out and say I want to do this but like where how do I begin or what should I do um and I really feel like it's kind of just saying yes to opportunities and seeking them out and kind of making it happen where um even if you feel like when my very first trip ever I was uh, in nursing school and I went to Africa to Uganda and um I knew nothing. I think my first IV I ever started ever in nursing was in Uganda on a malaria patient. And I feel like I, looking back on it, I knew so little, but it started that passion that continued on. And also too, the journalist that did the uh, interview with NPR on the genocide in Darfur, um, I reached out to him later and I told him that he kind of like, altered the course of my life with his passion for the genocide and and all the work that he did for that and um and he reached out back to me and he said he appreciated that I reached out and everything and um and that was really neat and I have a lot of respect for journalists too and just the the written word of of different atrocities and and world affairs that happen because if it's not written down it didn't happen in a lot of places if it's not documented these these people that are killing people and hurting people it's it's like it never happened right and so there's that whole piece too with even with podcasts and just raising awareness for things that's a whole other passion that is huge and so important because he inspired me and who knows how many countless people um to do other work and then too with with photojournalism and all these things it's just there's so many aspects to loving people and I feel like if people have a passion for it then they should just pursue it and relentlessly and doors will open yeah that's exactly right I was just gonna say like all you have to do is say yes I think there's even a scripture all you have to do is say yes I want to go and it's it really does the doors open up and you start like it is like clockwork it's like oh okay Mm -hmm. you'll go cool here we go you know what I mean it's it's amazing and um growing up that way I mean I don't know how you feel about it but like growing up that way it it altered the course of who I was I I didn't think like other kids my age I never really had like this entitlement thing you know and people talk talk about all the time like young people in the United States being so entitled and being so lazy and being like all these different things, but it kind of comes down to my brother made a great point on another podcast that we did. It kind of comes down to, well, they act that way because we let them and we, mm-hmm. and we don't show them something else. And so yeah. for us, like for me, that was like such a huge, like eye opening magnification thing, like show young people that their life is completely like, 
they're not only blessed and spoiled and whatever, but they're entitled to nothing. And we can show them like how different, how differently other people live in other countries and the less fortunate and what they could do to make an impact. And I think probably like that, that idea and, you know, my parents kind of knew that's what they wanted to impart into my brother and I, they sent him on his first like long-term trip when he was only like 16, he stayed in Venezuela for a really long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember they like kind of didn't know what else to do with him because he was such a little shit. And <laughs> they just were like, you're, you're going to go on this trip. And he was like, once he got there, he was like, yeah, I think I'm staying. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but I think it's like, you know, now, you know, I, I really encouraged um, my husband, Nick, like with his step, with my stepdaughter, his daughter, that I thought it would be awesome if she did her first trip too, just for the sake of like understanding because she wants to go into the, the medical field, just understanding like what kind of things are out there besides just here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and she wasn't ready to do a medical mission her first time. She wanted to do something with animals. So we um, sent her on a trip last year to Costa Rica to do a sea turtle rescue and even, oh, great. yeah, and even just that, it was a good start. It was a good one to like, just kind of get a feel of a, of a different country and what it's like to exist, you know, outside and not have anything to deal with. But like, she literally likes like hanging out in a hammock all day, you know, like working, mm-hmm. sleeping in hammocks and working all day. So yeah. anyways, my, all that to say, like, I feel like you just even speaking right now on this podcast could really impart into others, like. A, a change that maybe they want to make in themselves. Cause you know, one of the things we t- I talk about in my book is, you know, with how not to be a miserable cow. Sometimes we just get so miserable and bitchy and like ugly because we're like spending all of our time thinking about consumed with ourselves being self-centered. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My, my mom, when I was younger, she used to say, when you feel when you're feeling bad about yourself, just go do something for somebody else. And I feel like I always remember that. And, um, and I think that's really, I mean, once you do something like this, or even going out into the community and, and helping the poor in your area, or just doing something outside of yourself, there's, there's this change that happens that is irreversible. There's, there's the moment that you go and you see, like, when I've seen extreme poverty, you can't, you can't forget it. And you can't think that it doesn't exist anymore. Like it's not just a, an article in the news. And I think too, it, it, it humanizes the, the stories too, in the news that are so, um, so horrible, but these people are living in these countries, the ones, even the worst ones, there are babies being born there. There's babies living there and moms and families in all of these places in the world, even the most dangerous places and and they have the same cares and desires and fears that we have and they have the same struggles we do and um it just kind of humanizes everything it makes it more tangible to understand loving the world and loving people that are different also than us because it is we're so we're such a large country that it makes it where well i don't really need to have a passport to, you know, to go to the beach or different things, but, um, to see different, different cultures is, is really valuable. And I think that too, it's, it's so possible to do what you are called to do 
with just trusting because I'm, I'm nobody special. I haven't done anything miraculous. I've just said yes to doing things that come up and opportunities in my life. And that has just facilitated the ability for me to be a tool in a process that is greater than I am. And it has given me a purpose and a passion and I feel connected more to the world and to other people than I would if I didn't have that passion. Um, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, but also knowing too, that it's not my identity. It's I'm helping people only as much as they need my help. I don't want to need them more than they need me. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I found in doing these trips, I'll come across different people and, um, and some people do, it's this, like, they need it because I, I love doing it, but they need it so much that it almost becomes, it's like a self-serving thing. And so I feel like everything in life has balance and there's this balance to, even with your passions to self-care, care for others, you know, it's, it's all intertwined, but that's something that I try to remember when I do these trips too, is that they need me but to, to what end, you know, like what is my goal and trying to keep that in mind as well. Um, and trying to keep a balance with everything too. So that's very good. Well, I mean, I, I don't know, like, cause nobody can see you. I wish that they could understand, like you're this like giant, tall, beautiful, like redheaded <laughs> model. You really are a model. So like, I'm <laughs> sure going over to these countries it's like people are just mesmerized. They're so excited. Like I remember going just even, you know, and working with kids and they just <laughs> absolutely adored me because I was white skinned and they wanted to touch, yep. they wanted to touch my skin because they just thought it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. They call you Mzungu in Africa. Mzungu, Mzungu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just think it's so funny they think it's oh and the other thing that was just so much fun um we did puppet shows and stuff and they were just like so freaked out by the puppets they like didn't understand <laughs> what the hell was going on but you're this gorgeous person inside and out and you do your modeling stuff but tell a little bit about your other endeavors because I really freaking love your artwork and I want you to oh thanks <laughs> tell about it um yeah, so I like to do, I like to paint, and I have done that on the, on the side for a while, and I started painting kind of Colorado scenes, and I, I kind of had this thought where I was like, I, I wonder how I would make art marketable. So I started putting it on things, on trucker hats and on shirts and things, and trying to sell it around in Colorado, um, trying to... Like sell to tourists, but also nod to the locals with like different specific mountains within my paintings and things. But I mainly do acrylic paintings and I get them sublimated onto things um, like even bags or coasters and different things like that. But I kind of just just started dabbling and um, I've, I don't know much about business, but it's kind of been a fun learning process and fun to see. So you have artwork on the wall and that's nice, but it doesn't really get out much. And so when I see someone climbing a mountain that maybe I'd never climb and they're wearing one of my hats or they're on top of Kilimanjaro or they're in Bermuda and different places, it's really fun to see the art traveling and going places and doing stuff with, with my friends that, that maybe I, I would never get to do. 
And so um, my artwork kind of has a stained glass, really bright feel um, with kind of a Day of the Dead Mexican style mixed in with lots of like dots and, um, and bright colors. And so those are kind of my inspirations to kind of keep the style the same. And then I paint places that I've been different, um, like Arches National Park or different places that are beautiful to me um, with the mountains and things. So I've been dabbling with that maybe like three years, I guess. So a little side side hustle from nursing. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I mean, I, there's just I want I want to encourage everybody like as you're listening to this, if you're stuck, if you feel stuck, if you feel like you don't know what the next thing is for you, if you feel like you don't know where to begin or what your passion is or what you're supposed to do, like maybe it's time for you to get outside of the country. Maybe it's time for you to take a trip. Um, and go for it and don't hold back. Like you, you're, as we get older, like, I really feel like it's like more and more people get comfortable and I'm like, you guys have Mm -hmm. got to go. You've got to go. You've got to get out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with, with your passion, you just have to try it. Like the worst thing that can happen is you may not, it may not work out, but at least you'll have tried, you know? And so I think that that's, the biggest thing for me is I just say yes to all the opportunities. <laughs> the worst, that, the worst that can happen is that you get um, bloody diarrhea from the water in right. a foreign country that you weren't supposed to drink. Right. <laughs> That's it. Of That's course. all. Or you end up in a hospital in a foreign country and then you have, you just have travel insurance. <laughs> That's the takeaway message. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's going to be, be fine. <laughs> Um, no, but in all seriousness, tell, tell everyone, if you would like a way that they could support you, if maybe they're not ready to go, but a way that they could support you in one of these missions. Oh yeah. Um, well, so I have a website that I sell my clothing on and all the proceeds, cause I don't, I don't make very much from my sales. I'm kind of just starting off with the business aspect online. Um, but all of my proceeds go towards, uh, my missions because those are kind of out of pocket and um, and so I have a website it's alleyart.bigcartel.com and that just has all of my artwork on it but yeah that would be probably be the easiest way and then um, people could follow the journey too and if they have any questions um, they can feel free to reach out and ask because I also have a small WordPress that I like a little blog that I kind of update for people who've asked before about how to get into travel nursing, because I, I travel nursed for a while back in, uh, in the States here and the missions are separate, but people are wondering about how to do traveling and what to do. And so I, that kind of answers some different questions for nursing as well. And so they can always um, follow that if they had any questions. Okay, awesome. And I'll link those below too so people can get on there and, and check it out. And I really appreciate you talking to me today. I just can't wait to see you again. I want to hang out. Yeah, sure. And thanks everybody for listening. Again, if you need it, if you have any questions or you want to um, check any of her links, just look below and we will talk to you next time. Sounds Bye. With me, one word, one word. We only got one word, one word. That's all we got. One word, one word. There's something's wrong with it. Yeah. Something's wrong with it. Yeah. Something's wrong with the good word.
world, world, yeah. We only got one world, one world. And so we got one.